0: The Footy Yarn is proud to be teaming up with Tab Touch for season 2021. Tab Touch is WA's betting provider, with all funds going back to fund the WA racing and sports industries. Visit tabtouch.com.au for all your betting needs this season. And if you're having a bet, please do so responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858.
1: Hey guys, huge episode as Zane Cordy joins the boys. It's a massive
0: week
2: of football with teams fighting for their spot in the eight. Are the Tigers cooked? Can the Eagles turn their fortunes around? Let's jump in and find out.
1: Thank you, Touch. Thank you, Zephyr Clothing. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I am Aiden Arducci as always, joined by Matthew Arrowsmith. Matthew, how are you?
2: Oh, mate, I'm just stoked to be back here with you.
1: Yeah, I'm not so much. This is our last episode, not in the home studio. And my word was it a bit of a... We we got the Zane Cordy interview oh. done. they will be at the end of the episode... It was a mission in this old, fragile environment. Look,
2: it's doing the job. Their phones were never used before. It was a mission, but it got the job done. This stuff is probably older
1: than both of us. Oh, comfortably. Close to older than both of us combined. Lord knows how (laughs) old this stuff is. Um, But again, thank you, everyone. And then I, I have started setting up the home studio. I've got all the equipment. Um, I'm going to sort it all out Friday, get a few things going, put a photo up.
2: Is it for the podcast though? Because I saw you were looking at doing some SoundCloud Ah, Yes,
1: I put that up as a joke and a lot of people... Because I just had one... I was just uh, doing the configurations. So I just put up one mic, uh, the Rodecaster and some headphones, plugged it in, saw how it would all fit, if it all worked, if I could wrap my head around it. And uh, pretty easy to use that stuff. Um, and so I, as I was leaving, I thought I'll do the rest of it on Friday when I'm free. Um, and then I thought, I'll take a photo, make it, it looks like I'm a SoundCloud rapper, put that up, and I think I had like 10 people respond to me. Nice. Yeah, so... Don't know what the what the name's going to be, but um, I'm working on it. They're going to be quite disappointed when it's just for a shitty podcast. <laughs> uh, speaking of shitty podcasts, this is ours, though. News in footy, top eight race, wide open. Uh, West Coast, Richmond, GWS all suffer quite embarrassing losses uh, to create just a game gap between 7th and 12th. Um, Richmond's, it was... I, I feel like losing to Collingwood, respectable, but off the back of their recent form, Embarrassing,
2: And the fact that they led by 22 points at three-quarter time, but then the steam train came.
1: Yep. And the question is, how does Mason Cox break into that side? Did you see his game-winning tackle in the the twos?
2: He also kicked a crucial goal. Uh,
1: It's just probably not going to be enough, though, is it? Clutch player. But then West Coast, that was hilarious. Oh, look, I... West Coast fans' reactions was hilarious. Oh, mate. I
2: have a couple of West Coast friends. Yeah. and I was hearing, they were booing their team off the ground. I'm like, I did that's a disgrace. That.
1: Yeah. You should be ashamed of yourself. My, like, my word. And then all the calls for these blokes to get traded, you know. Darling's done, mate. Get rid of Gaff. Honestly, Gaff getting rid of, I could get around. I don't think Gaff has that much of an influence on a game that another player could have. But it would have. still
2: have some value.
1: It would still have some value. But I think Darling, who are you going to replace Darling with?
2: As I've heard... Um, close friend of the show, Sean Ingram, say many times, I'd give my less te- left testicle for Jack Darling.
1: You probably would. I would. <laughs> I'd say every club except maybe Geelong would yeah. do anything for Jack Darling at their side. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's would slot right into any side, but um, that has made you know just a game gap between seventh and twelfth, and what a what a what a run home this is going to be. Gold Coast and Carlton still aren't out They're of it, still baby. Still a
2: snip, and mathematically, maybe North can get on a run
1: um sure it, it would take a bit it would sure um and then gold standard is my other one todd goldstein oh. surpasses aaron Sandilands to become holder of most afl hitouts. W- where do you think he ranks in terms of all-time ruckman Because i think it's it, obviously his longevity's had quite a bit to do with it do you think at any stage we'll see a grundy or a gorn get up to those kind of numbers i
2: don't know i'm not too sure Uh, I think Todd Goldstein's a a superstar. Yeah. Especially because a couple of years ago he seemed very past and now he's just back again.
1: He was quite close to, like, quite high up in a Brownlow race. Yeah. Maybe a bit more than that. I remember,
2: like, he was probably touted as one of the top two, three favourites. Yeah. And as always on the night, the Ruckman just don't get as many votes as they should.
1: Yeah. Yeah quite a phenomenal Ruckman of recent time and quite an underrated one and congratulations to him. Uh, Zephyr Clothing, Young Player of the Week, we'll roll straight into that. Uh, One vote, I went with Archie Perkins, he had 18 disposals, three goals, three. So it could have had six. It, it was quite a wayward night for both sides. Quite an awful game to watch for Friday night footy. It was absolutely disgusting.
2: I thought that would be a better game.
1: It should have been. And if if it wasn't, even if like it still resulted in the same level of dominance, but they could kick straight, it would be a bit more interesting. I agree. But it's never fun watching blokes kick behind. So you got your one vote.
2: One vote. Uh, this guy has been quiet the last few weeks, but I thought he bounced back because I pick it with his three goals.
1: That's fair. He, he did have a very hot start to the season. I uh, went with Sammy Walsh for my two. Nice. Put up great numbers. It wasn't a loss, but still great numbers. 36 disposals, 11 contest possessions, two goals, eight marks, four clearances.
2: I dogged Sam Walsh last week. I've dogged him again. Yep. Uh, and that's, that's my right to do so. <laughs> it is. Um, Archie Perkins has got my two votes. Okay. Uh, same as you. Just played a very good game.
1: Yep. Um, three votes I can only imagine this is going to one man, Jaden Stevenson. Thirty six disposals, eleven contested possessions, one goal, two assists, ten marks, four tackles. Ridiculous numbers. You give me eyes. Have you thrown a spanner in the works? Has Andy Brayshaw got your three?
2: Dylan, no, it's not Dylan Moore. It is. It is definitely Jaden Stevens, he was unbelievable, especially in that third quarter. I think he had thirteen touches.
1: And I'm sure you've heard it a lot this week, but it, it would hurt to watch that, wouldn't it? For it you, it doesn't.
2: It doesn't really hurt. It just I get more angry at Collingwood looking at because oh, they fair got rid enough, of enough. Yeah, like it would I hurt, want Stevens. It, it would do hurt well. that
1: the club has. Dogged him Yeah And their fans And themselves
2: (laughs) Sorry Jaden We need some more youth And then he's like Well I
1: won the Rising Star No it's too late mate Off you go Mate you are past it Remember when when, Remember when you got Glandular fever (laughs) You've never been the same since (laughs) Uh, Tab touch player of the week time Stevenson also got my one vote For the player of the week
2: Very very interesting Uh, One vote This bloke's on fire Took Miller
1: Yep I, I had Turkey for my two. 35 disposals, 16 possessions, two goals, 11 clearances, 14 tackles, four inside 50s. Crazy numbers.
2: This man's going to get all Australian. I'm on, I'm on the boat now.
1: I, I think now he, he's getting closer to there. I still just want to know where Tom Liberatore is going to fit in. <laughs> but this has been a great year for a lot of... Like, those mids who were always the ones who you knew sort of could, but have been that rung below. Like, your Millers, your Liberatore's, Callum Mills, even. Mundy's um, now in that conversation. There's a lot of mids who have sort of just popped up. Petrarca, Oliver. Onto to th- that level. Who were A graders who are now elite. I agree. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I like it. I like it from here. Uh, are we on to my two. Yes. Uh, my two. I've gone with, uh, potentially, the future All-Australian ruckman, Sean Darcy.
1: Sure. That's fair enough. I'm a big Sean Darcy fan. And just
2: think, this bloke didn't even have a pre-season. Yep. He's still carrying some weight. That man doesn't have
1: abs. Yep. And he is on the town often. Yeah, so look, he could even be going to New Heights next yep. season. Crazy. Uh, three votes, I went with Christian Petrarca. Had 33 disposals, 13 contested positions, 3 goals, 8 marks, 788 metres gained, 7 clearances, 6 tackles, 6 inside 50s. He racks up numbers, did crazy good. Great game from him, and I, I'd say him and uh, the Bont Brownlow favourites.
2: Look, I've gone with Stevenson again. Okay. That man just said, get in my car, lads, I'm going to
1: drive us home. All right. And I liked it. And the truck can't get... Jack Diddles. He can't get. A, <laughs> he can't get a thing. But he as, was certainly as, fourth. as is your right. As is your right as the the, uh, <laughs> the votee. <laughs> um, looking at a ladder recap now, the days of the back of Christian Petrarca's fourth best uh, performance of the week. Uh, they are now top 13 and 3. The Dogs and Geelong, 12 and 4. Brisbane and Port, 11 and 5. Sydney, 10 and 6. Fremantle and West Coast, 8 and 8. Freo in the 8. That round's off the 8. Oh. A lot of 8's being said here because St. Kilda, also 8 and 8, just outside of the 8. Uh, <laughs> GWS, 7, 1 and 8. Essendon and Richmond, 7 and 9. Richmond now, they're what? What's that? 12th?
2: They are. 12th.
1: Wow. Carlton and Gold go six and ten, Collingwood and the Crom five and eleven, Hawthorne four and twelve, North three one and twelve. And hold on, it's just a sniff. If North win another game, we're in Jason Horn space, baby. Yeah, I, I said <laughs> I said that I didn't want Hawthorne to finish bottom of the ladder, I would be much happier with second bottom because he'd still get that draft pick. But now I'm thinking, well Jason Horn's really just closing like distancing himself further from anyone other than Nick Dacos. I'll take bottom spot. <laughs> I'll take it in a heartbeat for Jason Horn. Did Northland and
2: Hawthorne verse each other again?
1: I'm not sure, but if okay. we do, throw that game. We are in Jason Horn space, baby. I thought we was. I thought we were creeping too far, and I'd accepted our fate. But no, we're we're back in that. We're back in the mix. But the radar's. There's a little flash on the radar. It's quite <laughs> far away. Who is it? It's Jason Horn. <laughs> and and then watch Hawthorne go and throw a spanner in the works.
2: Who do you think gets the last two spots in the eight? In your opinion. <sighs>
1: It's tough to see West Coast and Richmond not get him, but because Richmond still aren't out of it by any means.
2: Yeah. They're a game out. They're a game out. St
1: Kilda's uh, form probably the best out of any of those teams. Yeah, but their percentage horrendous. Guam, yuck. Fremantle, they've had a great season, but you just. You can't trust tough him Tough run Tough run home Tough run home Six years of just not being able to trust him
2: I'm locking it in I reckon Essendon are playing finals I think they're going to get there I, I'm Does confident. GWS even want to be there? I don't know I don't know I, I just think Essendon have a few tough games But a lot of them are at Marvel And I think i will think get the win
1: I'm going to say West Coast And GWS
2: I'm going to go Essendon And I, with no confidence, I'm just going to back in that somehow the Tigers are going to find something. I I did have that
1: in my thoughts. It's just like, you
2: just think Richmond will. Would it be one of the greatest flags of all time if they won it from here?
1: I think so. One of the better flags of all time. Um, now, looking at Thursday night footy, it's on tomorrow, probably today when you're listening to this. Fremantle vs Geelong at Optus, 6.10pm. I'll go through the ins and outs real quick. Ethan Hughes is coming in for Fremantle. Brandon Walker and Connor Blakely going out. So the many sub positions available... Does Luke Valente get it? He's had a few good weeks for Peel.
2: Fingers crossed. We can dare to dream. Bailey Banfield's back. He kicked three. He is. Oh, that's exciting. Um,
1: who knows? Maybe Luke Valente comes in, and then we see the resurgence of Cam Valente. Maybe the Val- <sighs> can maybe this is 2021, year of the Valentes. Uh, Geelong, Joel Selwood, and Luke Dowhouse have come in. Uh, Henderson goes out. Max Holmes goes out.
2: He was Abs- good last week. He was
1: great. I, I think if you've got a young player who's slotting into your side, like doesn't look out of place, why would you drop him? Why would you not just he's keep pacey, him in He's pacey. He's
2: energetic. Yeah. He, he has a bit of dynacism.
1: Dynacism. dynasism. And then Gary Rowan's also out injured. So you'd assume someone goes to that sub Maybe Holmes comes in and goes to that sub role. Who knows? Um, Who who would you say the danger men for this game? Who do you think is is each team's most dangerous player that could break the game wide open and win them the game? Uh, Well, Patrick
2: Dangerfield, for one. Um, I'm surprised Race Conker's not back, uh, concerning. Uh, Look, I really like Mundy. He just—it doesn't matter that he's that age. He is their best midfielder. Yep. I think he's topping five at the moment.
1: Absolutely, five's had a good year, but I oh, feel yeah. like five slipped from elite to A grader this year.
2: Five, um, very good game last week. He did was have very, a very good, good, and he's two hundredth. Yep. Um, for Geelong, uh, there's a there's a whole uh, raft of players who could stand up. Tom yep. Hawkins is going to be important. Board, if you will. Um, Brad Close, I assume he's still playing. I like him. I'm a big mm-hmm. Brad Close fan. Big Brad Close fan. I think it's going to be a good game, yep. and. I feel like the Dockers are a red-hot chance of winning this.
1: Same, but I feel like for both teams, it lies in their key forwards. I think for Freo, if Rory Lobb can get going, we know the yeah. lobster can be good up forward, but he does it so rarely. But if he gets going, if he holds those marks, takes his kicks, very dangerous forward. But at the same time, I think if Tom Hawkins is on, Freo's done. If Tom yeah. Hawkins is like having a big one, I can't really see Freo winning this. Hawkins is just... He's another one who's just gotten better and better, and I don't think it's talking talk about spoken about much. Like, yeah, he just keeps keeps improving, and he'd be into his thirties now or around thirty now. So just great player. Uh, who's your Who's your tip for this game?
2: I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go the Dockers. Maybe I'm going with my heart more than my head.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say Geelong, but I do hope the Dockers get up. Uh, looking at Friday night footy now, Richmond versus Brisbane. Would have been a great game a month ago, although Brisbane did lose to St Kilda, so two teams who have to bounce back at the MCG, 5.50pm. The danger men here. Who do you think are the players that uh, distance themselves from the pack and can, can grab a team on their back and win them the game?
2: Oh, it's going to be interesting, I think. Uh, you have to look at the big dogs. Uh, no Eric Hipwood now.
1: No Eric Kibwood. No Marcus Adams.
2: No Marcus Adams as well. Which is a big name. And so I think it could play into Brisbane's hands a little bit. Because I think McStay's a bit underrated. Yep. So I think he could um, come to fruition. He could rise from the ashes. that's fair. And I feel like it might allow Joe Danaher to play a bit deeper, which might put him back into big goal-scoring territory.
1: Maybe, yeah. I, I think you obviously look at Dusty for Richmond, one who's, if he's on can win him the game. McCluggage, I think, has been in some terrific form all year um, and has probably been Brisbane's best player for me. Um, ins and outs, what are you thinking, obviously, for, for Richmond? Josh Caddy has been in some great form in the twos. They could bring him in for maybe a Thompson-Dow for some experience. And then for, for Brisbane, they do have and adams going out, so you'd say maybe a Fullerton and a Payne coming in. Maybe Kenean Coleman goes out for Jackson Pryor, who also had a good week in the twos. What do you think?
2: Look, I think Richmond need to throw the basket around and just bring in some youth, make it a bit different. You think youth, not experience? Matty Parker time.
1: He was close last week. It's Matty Parker time. That would be a great in. And if they are going for mid, maybe you do go for a Matty Parker.
2: And I think maybe move the positions around a
1: little bit. Let's try Grimes up forward. Maybe you can clunk a few. That's a bit preposterous, but <laughs> mix it up. I I don't mind it. Um, now getting into a word from my good friend Sebastian with get angry. It's time for Seb
2: to tell someone to get angry.
1: Hey boys, better get angry. At
0: home. And uh, this week I'm going with uh, Trent Cutchin. Slash Dustin Martin. Those boys are in some strife at the moment. And I think um we know how Trent Cochin acts like that 27 year when he was like, 27 year I should say, in that final series where he was throwing his body around like, uh I'm not saying he doesn't do that now, but I reckon just uh, he got angry, but not the right type of angry for me. And I didn't like that, um giving away a freeze and stuff. But get angry, throw yourself at the ball, Dusty just... Needs to show some aggression in the middle, something like that. Um, and they should be right. right. I'm still backing in the Tigers to make the top eight, free out and not get knocked down and stuff. But um, as I said, when I was on round 12 or so, the, the top eight was locked back then. So we'll see it fall into place for me nicely. But that's my get angry,
2: Dusty and Tread Cotton.
1: Yes, thank you, Sebastian. Thank you so much.
2: Always excites me to hear his voice. I hope
1: everything's going well. Um, now, a bit of fantasy talk. Matthew, did you do your trades?
2: I did my trades.
1: Woo! I think I might have done them like after the Thursday night game, but
2: they were done.
1: Uh, uh, what did your trades end up being?
2: Well, let's have a look if I can even remember here. Uh, okay, so the good news was Ollie Henry came back. He was on my bed, so I was able to get him back in. Yep. Uh, I had to trade, I believe, Br- Br- Bo McCreary, because yep. obviously uh, his season's done. Uh, For some reason, I decided to get uh, Luke Foley in, who didn't play.
1: Okay.
2: Or maybe he was already there. I don't know. Let's see if I... i got 1750, which is a big improvement on the week before.
1: That is a massive improvement. Matt, is, is it all coming up, Matthew?
2: Let's find out if I had a win on the weekend in the footy arm one. The answer is I... Didn't, but I only lost by hundred I only lost by eighty. Okay. So it's
1: all coming up. Mate. There's a
2: late, there's a late run. What Who, about your fantasy?
1: Um, well, I scored twenty one eighteen. Um, and you know, Lockie Bramble was sensational. He he scored my a nice and ninety nine. Cutters was quite strong. Degoe, one hundred and seventeen was was very good for me. Uh, Nick Hind one hundred and twelve. I was very happy with Jordan Ridley also tuning up. Um, I was quite happy with. I did get the W in the Footy on League and a tough one against Jake Jeekings. Ben Doherty lost again. Or Ben Chappity, Chapman rather. I just double losses for Ben Chapman. Yeah, so wow. His his name is Doc Erty on this and I just mm. ran with it. But I'm I'm in fifth. I'm out of the top four on percentage. So Matt. Huge. I'm a sniffier. Jake Jeekings next week has the big clash up against oh my goodness, I can't even find it. Um, Lord knows, Lord cares, Uh, Jace Burgoyne. And uh, I've got the Derby. It's me and Sebastian Clark going head-to-head as Sebastian tries to claw his way back into the eight. uh, Trades this week, what are you thinking, Matthew?
2: Look, my team's in trouble because I had Gath, who's now out for the season. So in my back line, I've got Gath, Brandon Walker and Luke Foley. So I've already...
1: Luke Foley could come in. uh,
2: Maybe. Uh, In my midfield... Uh, all these players appear to be playing, so that's that's a good sign. Um, up forward, there's still Brian McCreary, who I thought I traded. Turns out I didn't. Uh, so I've got four players that probably aren't going to play five because you probably ch- you probably uh, well you'd think that James Madden would get dropped because you just can't see him playing two weeks in a row. It doesn't usually happen. No, but maybe he plays two weeks in a row. They do need tools. Maybe, maybe he could be the maybe.
1: man. Um, I'm taking out. Josh Tracy, and Kyle Langford's injured. So that's Langford done for me. He's played his role. Um, I'm taking Tracy out just because now I feel like there's no point holding on to him. I may as well just get the cheapest players possible on my bench. Um, So Sam Hayes comes in. I figured there's every chance he does get a game, 170K. And I'm taking Langford out and bringing in Sean Darcy. I was considering going Dunkley, but I thought next week I can trade out Newcomb and upgrade Bergman to... 700-odd uh, K forward, and that, that'd that be my side. Injuries granted, I, that'd be my side heading into finals. So exciting times nearing the final series.
2: Do you think you can win the flag? Do you think you can be that side that gets the job done late?
1: It, it'd be tough, but the form is good. If we can crack into that four, I like our chances. Peaking
2: at the right time. You yeah. could get Ben Chapman in the first week.
1: Yeah, there's, what, three rounds left before finals so it could be it could be a big clash me and Benny Chapman uh, week one so we'll see how that goes getting into the real footy now uh, the Battle of the Bridge at Mars Stadium in Ballarat that's hot that's the Battle of the Mars Bar uh, GWS versus Sydney at Mars Stadium 11.45am the Danger Men I've gone with key forwards again I think Jesse Hogan and, and Buddy Franklin if they're firing either one of them can win their side the game who do you think?
2: Hmm. It's going to be a, a close contest. Uh, the sort of game that GWS will probably win, yeah, and Sydney will probably lose. Uh, good to see Hogan back. I like that.
1: Yeah, you always like it when he when he comes back to form and yep. back to life.
2: He looks a bit happy. Yeah, um, which is good to see. He seems to be smiling.
1: We like when people are happy. Yeah, or I like, like to more see- often than not.
2: I like to see people smile.
1: Yep, more often than not.
2: Uh, so I'm, I think GWS.
1: Okay, um, looking at some potential ins and outs. Canelio, he's back. Ooh. So uh, he had a big game in the twos. Uh, Whitfield, Finlayson, uh, or Whitfield's out. Finlayson and Reid could go out. You could see a DeBoer. Maybe they go with Zach Sproul or Tanner Bruin. Uh, for GWS, the, uh, for Sydney, rather, there's, there's no real changes that need to be made. Bell had a quiet one. You could bring in Roy Bottom or Clark. And Amati also had a quiet one. And McDonald had a big one. You'd assume maybe they'll want to hold on to Amati, but... Who knows? We'll see how it goes.
2: I'm a big Armadi fan. Yes,
1: he, he's been quite strong.
2: Armani, Armadi.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go with the Swans here. Okay. Um, Cold Codes versus the Dogs at Metricon, 2.35pm. I think these are some quite obvious ones. Took Miller and the Bont are probably the, the two real danger men of this game. Although, um the, the exclusive we got, Zane Cordy did say that Dunks is back.
2: Huge. Massive. So, you heard it here first. Yep.
1: Or uh, you will hear it here first. You will. He told us, but you'll figure it out sooner or later.
2: Um, I think a big player in this one, and I know you like this guy, I like this guy, he was back to his best last week, Alex Sexton.
1: That's, yeah. He was big. Big Alex Sexton fan. He's, he he's slipped into the wilderness for a little bit there, but hopefully he is back. Greenwood does go out. Noah Anderson's back, though. Yep. So could see the return of him. Uh, Will Brodie's also in some decent form But for the Dogs There's every chance Dunkley and Norton are back In fact Dunkley is back according to okay. Cordy. Uh Norton
2: I did hear Norton would probably be back yeah, It's a
1: concussion test but you'd say likely So Mitch Wallace as much as it hurts He could be the one to miss out for Dunkley Big Mitch Wallace fan you, Hugo Hagen you'd assume goes straight out After a quiet debut um, Big game You know the Suns have to keep their top eight hopes alive as thin as they are, and as much as... If they as...
2: win, gee, gee, people are going to go, oh, all the Gold Coast.
1: Is it going to be the opposite of what we usually see, where they're hitting form at the right time? They always find a way to hit so. it at the start of the year and drop.
2: I really hope so. I but want it to happen.
1: It'd be quite exciting. Who are you tipping for this game, though?
2: I so, I really, really, really want to tip the Suns. But, obviously, I'm going to have to go... With the dogs.
1: Last week, Suns and GWS, that was a one-point win, wasn't it? It was. I tipped the draw. It just... it just. You did to too!
2: Me. I just... Oh! Imag- imagine! Wow! I was, there was a point I was watching the last comment, it's going to be a draw. Imagine! Um, Big dogs news, by the way. Lin Jong rumoured to be two weeks away. <laughs> Eastern Wood only one to two. Wow. I'm big Eastern Wood man, but Lin Jong...
1: You just hope this is the one for Johnny. Um, I'm going to. I was going to say the Suns, but I couldn't bring myself to it. I'm going to say the Dogs. Melbourne versus Hawthorne at the G, 235 pm. Petrarca is obviously a very big one for Melbourne. Max Gorn ran the game last time these two sides met. Jaeger O'Meara, if he can. He's been a bit quiet lately. He started the year as an All Australian contender, and now he's just a bit poop.
2: Yeah. uh Yeah. Going to be an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, that that match, Melbourne Hawthorn. I swear, no matter where these teams are on the ladder, they find a way to play out pretty rubbish close games. Yep. They that, love a good rubbish close fish, one. Yeah.
1: Last time they, it was until the D's ran it out in the last quarter. Uh, D's have had the wood over Hawthorn a little bit in, in recent times. Um, the D's they don't really need to make any changes. Um, they could drop Brown but you highly doubt I it I think they have got to persist
2: with Brown yeah, I think I'd lock him in you've I think got to give to him stay. three
1: weeks although Weedman can consider himself stiff for Hawthorne Hardwick's back Gath and Scrimshaw are out Joshi Morris has been trialled down back a bit lately so there's every chance maybe we see him come in for Scrimshaw who's your tip for this game
2: the Hawks will lose yep. and Melbourne will win
1: I completely agree with you and looking at the final Saturday evening game St. Kilda versus. Court at Marble 5.25pm Just the one game uh, During the evening yeah. slot Quite interesting well, I'm looking
2: forward to See the next week Or the week after Thursday night footy goes And we're back to Loaded Saturdays baby
1: Oh yeah See like Thursday night footy Cool Yeah it's cool Loaded Saturdays
2: cooler. Even cooler Exactly
1: Two afternoon games And two night games If one game's poop Switch it Yeah If exactly. they're both poop I don't Turn know Turn the waffle on Yeah do something with your life. <laughs> Go outside. <laughs> Experience the sunlight. Uh, I'd say Jack Steele and Ollie Wines are probably the two most dangerous players in this game. Yourself, who, who do you think is someone that can step up for either side? I,
2: I never turn away from my man, Mr. Uh, the Palm Tree, Hawaiian Paradise, Tim Memory. Uh, I'm excited to see. I just Did you think just give him that nickname? Uh, he's always had The Palm Tree, Hawaiian Paradise is something that, that's grown over the time. Maybe get on board, everyone. Okay. Hawaiian paradise,
1: Hawaiian paradise, he's going again.
2: Uh, that sort of thing, yeah.
1: Do you? How do you feel after saying all of that out loud? Better. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're not on board? Uh, I'll consider I'll, it. Yeah, okay.
1: Um, for the Saints. Uh, again no changes need to be made Josh Battle could come in for Dean Kent who was a late in Jack Bitell had a very strong game in the two so maybe Leo Connolly gets the drop but they've been in great form so there's no real need to make changes Uh, for Port Zach Butters straight in straight out that's Quite upsetting
2: Yeah it is uh, Unfortunate for the Great man
1: um, And then Totty Marshall Could go out So you would assume Laddams Maybe it's Sam Hayes time And then Marty Frederick probably Gets the full term gig. He's been Quite solid Marty Frederick uh, He has
2: been I've liked Those
1: him. Frederick boys They're just They're just Solid
2: Marty's always almost Impressed me more Than uh, Michael
1: I, Yeah it's tough For Michael Because he was injured He for was most of this year But I feel like I'd love to see them both get a good run at the same time. There's obviously no need to compare them, but just because they are brothers, we will compare them. Um, who's your tip for this game?
2: For this game, I'm going the Saints.
1: They are in great form. And just, it's, it's
2: at Marvel as well.
1: Yeah. Port need to cling on to that top four spot. They could slip. You know what? Yeah, I'll back the Saints as well. Nice. Why not? A uh, bit of Tab touch multi the week time now.
2: It's time for the Footy Yarns Tab Touch Multi of the Week.
1: Yes, there's the stinger that we love so much. Tab Touch Multi of the Week time. Four legs, lots of dollars. You start us off. okay? I'm going to start us
2: off. Uh, The first leg, I'm going to go Sam Switkowski to kick a goal. Okay. Uh, against Geelong. How, what's that paying? That's paying $1. seventy-five. That's not bad. So, good start there. Uh, my second leg, uh, Brad Crouch. He's going to get 30-plus touches on the weekend yeah. against uh, Port Adelaide. Going to get $2.50. Okay. Uh, my third leg, nice and one, Peter Wright to kick a goal. Going at $1.55. Nice. And my final leg, Collingwood and Carlton, Will hoskin Elliott. To kick three. Wow. That's going at nineteen dollars. He's been in very good form the last couple of weeks. Wow. And I think a three goals isn't beyond young Will. He's been playing a little bit higher, but he has he's been kicking bags of ones and twos around the mark. And I think this could be the week for three.
1: Wow. What's that paying?
2: All together. Combined price of $128.84.
1: That final leg really... You, you said your first three, and I thought, oh, he's gone pretty normal this week. And then, bang, the final. starter. And to kick three or more. Uh, my multi-the-week, I've gone Jesse Hogan to kick two or more at $2.10. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Darcy, anytime goal scorer at $1.91. That's nice. Trent Rivers, 15 or more touches at $1.67. And Jaden Stevenson, 25 or more touches at $2.80. I
2: think he backs it up again.
1: I think he does. Gets, you know, really gets more midfield minutes. They really back him now. Total, that's paying $18.75. Nice. So,
2: Chuck the house on it?
1: Obviously paying less than just Will hoskin Elliott to kick three.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> but Lord knows how it'll go. Um, good luck to everyone and make sure you gamble responsibly. Uh, yeah, wow. Will hoskin Elliott three plus. At $19, it is... I think it's cheeky. It is a fair cheeky shout.
2: Because he does does get shots. He does like taking a nice mark. Yeah. And if he gets one or two early, you'll go, he just needs one or two more here.
1: Well, we'll look at that game shortly, but for now, looking at the Sunday games, North versus Essendon at Marvel, 11.10am. You'd say Jake Stringer or Darcy Parish, probably the two danger men for, for the Bombers. And you'd look at a Cunnington or a Stevenson for North. Any, anyone else stand out to you?
2: I really love Ben Cunnington. Yep. He just excites me in so many ways.
1: What kind of impact do you think Will Snelling will have on this game?
2: Uh, multiple bouts of impact yep. uh, with his tackling and his run, I think. Uh, there's going to be look obviously North Melbourne season on the line. Uh, yeah. Essendon fighting for that top eight spot. Both
1: teams season on the line.
2: Yeah, so it's essentially an early elimination final. Yeah. Uh, can North?
1: This is North's grand final.
2: It is. Can they charge home? Dead dream.
1: Let's see. Uh, for North, they don't really need to bring anyone in. Charlie Lazaro. That, that they've shown that they uh, they they're prior to uh, prone to rather you know giving a a player one game as sub, so Lazaro could go out, maybe Ford comes back in Has Eddie Ford got another gig yet? Oh, I'm still furious about that um, Eddie! But maybe he comes back in who knows, for Essendon Heppel's back, uh, see, it's like Gleason it would go, Langford out, so they could go for a ham maybe they throw in Hurd Tom Hurd, he kicked three on the weekend I wouldn't mind seeing it I, I'd be a big fan against look I know they just beat West Coast. I know we shouldn't underrate them, but I'm still going to. Against North, why not throw the magnets a bit and get Tom Hurd in? Yep.
2: I think Alec Waterman's going to be a key to this game. Uh,
1: just because I like him. I think he has a bit of pizzazz. I like your, I like your reasoning. I like your honesty. Uh, your tip for this game? The Bombers. Absolutely, the Bombers. Uh, Collingwood versus Carlton at the MCG one 20pm. The game, Will hoskin Elliott kicks three. The Danger Men may probably do and Walsh. Yep. Uh, Anyone else? Really uh,
2: Taylor on? Adams was probably our yeah. best on last week. Very good. he has gone to another level the last month. He's getting more midfield, midfield time, man. Which is good.
1: It's great to see. Look, they backed him. I had. I, I feel like me more, but also you had, had a lot to say about backing yeah. him. I said Mitch Trouton was better than him. And I think he had been up until about a month ago.
2: I, I can I can agree with that. Uh, another person who I thought was really good on the weekend just probably didn't Obviously, he's been noticed over his
1: career, but Penderbury just went to another level when yeah. we needed him to. We, it's great to see. Uh, for Collingwood, uh, Kelly, Will Kelly goes out. Maybe that's an opportunity for Cox.
2: Who knows? So, Will Kelly's already been named out.
1: I believe... I got injured. He was yeah. medical sub.
2: So, Mason, had it, did... Uh, they're going to go Genevan.
1: Well, Jack Genevan is an option. He's kicked 11 in his last three games. Mm. Completely different players though Yeah. Caleb Pulitzer could come back in maybe I was shocked he was dropped I'd assume it was just a management I thing I guess so
2: But I was just like Wow That guy's really impressed me uh, yeah, Where's his rising star nomination I would
1: say he's just being managed Trent Bianco maybe goes out And look Maybe maybe they slide someone else out To, to fit three ins With Cox coming in as well Was Will Kelly playing back? No he's playing f- Oh he, he, was, he was playing full But he's playing quite high up the
2: ground So what well, Cox can do that? He can he can sell the candy look what we need to do is we need to give cox the cage clear the 50 and put on the man's
1: head the man will. the man will We'll go- just leave cox and elliot there
2: and hoskin elliot
1: okay. <laughs> uh for carlton zach fisher is primed to go whether or not he comes in maybe a will setterfield goes here otherwise no real need for changes there i assume you're tipping
2: collingwood I am going to hit the pies. One man I did want to mention, just because he's been on the footy arm before, Trey Rusko is the medical sub. Played backline the weekend. I was really impressed.
1: He is a backman by trade.
2: He um, he, did, he, he wasn't, it wasn't possession-wise. It was just he had a crack, and a few times the ball would be loose, and we needed someone to get and create crowd concert test, and he did that.
1: Which is solid from him, and I'm quite excited by that. Um, I'm probably also going to back Collingwood as well. Yeah, but it's a very 50-50 game. Yeah, it depends which of the two sides rock up in terms of their good team or their bad team.
2: Another mini-elimination final. Yep.
1: And then final game of the round, Crom versus West Coast at Adelaide Oval, 2.40pm. Again, I think this game lies in the key forwards. Texan, Kennedy, two players who can just break the game open. Although Liam Ryan can have a big one to change things. And for West Coast, their whole midfield can, but you just wonder...
2: Yeah, Tex should be back. West Coast has just got to stop playing a bit of Hollywood football. You saw it against North in that last quarter. They hit the front and they basically went, oh, well, we'll just run over them here and it just didn't happen. Yeah,
1: um, for for the Crom, Walker is back. Lynch could come in and uh, Fisher Macasey could come in with Duday going out, uh, Billy Frampton out and McHenry out. It's so the likely uh, changes. For West Coast, I think well. Simpson came out and said that they wouldn't, you know, just chop everyone. And, you know, fair enough. But he said a lot of players would still keep their spot. You'd say Jackson Nelson has been on the precipice a bit. Archie as well. Cripps. So a few names that have been thrown up. Luke Edwards to come back in. Yeah. Luke Foley back down back. Yeah, for sure. And maybe we see Connor West get his first game.
2: The issue I have with the West Coast, obviously you'd think of that performance they should drop players. But... The three weeks before each week they've made five changes, which I just don't think you're getting any continuity in that side. Um, which it just makes them hard to get a bit more cohesion.
1: that is that you know. is completely fair. So do you think just back back the side I think at
2: this sa- stage maybe I think they really made a mistake when they brought back all those plays against the dogs and yeah. brought in all five. They should have brought in one or two. And then filtered them in over a few weeks. I think bring them all back in at once has really just thrown them into a whirlwind.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough. You feel like had they've had the fans, that game that game was really huge for them because had they have won that, they, they would have gone on a great run of form. But losing that, they apply this pressure to themselves. All the other teams coming up, and with every loss, there's just more and more pressure. And now there's no room for experimenting. There's no room for risking anything. You know, it's like, do you want to risk bringing untried players in? Do you want to risk, you know, backing this side in after losing to North? So everything's a risk now. Yeah. But it, it'll just wanted to see if it pays off, which um, it'll be interesting. It who, be. who do you think wins this game? Crom. I'm going to say West Coast. They have to react, respond after that, but the Crom could get rowdy here. They could. Well, that, that's it for the games. Now it's a bit of time with Zane Cordy. A great man, great conversation. Here it is. Today's guest, 96 career games for the Western Bulldogs, including a 2016 Premiership medal, Zane Cordy. Zane, how often do you remind Big Bev that you were the only Premiership winning tall forward at the club and that you deserve another go in the cage? <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh actually uh I weekly. Um we always do some kicking sessions, so always uh stay the forward line coach, get me back up there because uh it's good fun being up forward. All
1: right, and last year was obviously quite a bizarre year, but how do you feel the time you boys spent together in the hubs helped the team grow off the field?
3: Um, yeah, obviously it was a tough three to four months. Um especially with guys with Dear friends and families. Um, a few of them couldn't get their partners come up, so uh, it was a tough period. But I felt like we grew a little bit closer. Um, living on top of each other for three months is a little bit different, um, but I actually really enjoyed it. Um, found golf as well, so that was a big plus. Um, living on a golf resort really seemed to help the golf game. Um, but overall, yeah, I think we started to gel a little bit better, and we had a pretty strong. Second half of the year, and unfortunately, went out in the finals.
2: Now, in that time, you mentioned uh, your disgust at Riley Garcia having never seen the Harry Potter movies. How important is this to you? And did you at any stage sit in down for a viewing party?
3: Uh, I'm glad you raised this. Uh, yes, it was. Uh, I was quite surprised as to a young man not seeing Harry Potter, oh. which is which was my childhood. Um, so, in the end, we. Me, uh, Rourke Smith and Bradley Lynch sat him down and uh, put (laughs) the eight movies in front of him and made him force him to watch it. So that was all good.
1: Yeah, I'm sure we'll probably speak to Riley at some time later, but could you tell from your perspective, do you think Riley enjoyed the movies?
3: (laughs) I reckon seven out of the eight movies, he fell asleep halfway through.
1: All right, and the one he didn't?
3: Uh, which is the best one, which is the of fire. So oh, I'm glad he man. stayed through that one.
1: That's a, that's a pretty fair shout. Now, it was a tough end to last season, uh, going out to the Saints in the first round of finals. How do you feel looking back on last season and everything the side achieved? Do you feel like the ending was maybe not reflective of the quality of the side?
3: Um, yeah, I think oh, it was pretty hard playing one round and then having a month hiatus to... Be locked down in Victoria, so that was a bit of a, that was a bit of a tough time, and then we came back around to and got pumped by another ten goals, I think. So, our start of a year wasn't great, um, but we built into a, an okay year. But I think uh, injuries sort of cost us a little bit, and then yeah, the uh, the smallest, or well, sorry, less game time sort of hurt us as well because. Traditionally, we haven't been great starters, and when staff start from behind and they're only 16-minute quarters, it can be hard to come back.
2: Now, coming off the end of pre-season, what did you before the season started, and how do you look back on the work you did in the off-season?
3: Uh, well, I think for me, probably was just get uh, basically fitter and stronger. Um, I back come run, or have a bit of better running fitness under my belt, and I think playing a a key, key position player, i need to build a fairly big uh, body in the weight room, so I'll put it, and I feel like it's uh, really paid dividends this year. Um, One, I'm feeling stronger, and two, uh, I'm running out games better and not getting pushed around as easy. All
1: right, and this season, the side has been pretty much the team to beat, say, on par. Uh, The introductions of Martin and Trelaw to the side, amongst others, have come in. Um, what, what if anything do you feel has changed about this side between last year's final and now for the side to become as dominant as it has?
3: I think yeah, I think our brigade is uh, the best it's been. Um, even with a couple of them going down this year, uh, it's just getting better and better. Um, the continuity slash chemistry they got in there is been quite exceptional. Uh, being able to get on top of the teams. This year is just by smashing them in the middle um, So I think We have Dunks coming back this week And hopefully Troll can get Back on the park, um, with those two Back we'll be a pretty middle side.
2: Obviously quite a disappointing Where do you think the side went wrong and could improve This week ahead of the clash against the giant Conquering Suns
3: uh, Yeah all, all credit to Sydney, uh, the pressure Was pretty good, um, they play A very similar brand to us um, quick ball movement as quickly as possible um, and I think they just played it better us. to be honest uh, their intensity was better uh, we looked a bit off in terms of our defence and they sort of cut us up a little bit uh, we did well we only lose by three goals but I felt like we probably should have lost
1: all right, and if you cast the mind way back now, obviously we'll forget about this season. That's all still to come. But cast the mind way back now to the big premiership year, twenty sixteen. You are you only played the nine games all season, but you did well to make the grandy twenty two. How insane was that finish to the season to come from the position you guys were in to win the flag? And how many goals do you intend to tell your grandchildren that you kicked that day? <laughs>
3: um, well, yeah, it was a it was a pretty pretty weird year because. Yeah, I, I personally wasn't in the best twenty-two for the start, and then through injuries, found myself found, found myself in the team, um, which is a really nice thing to have in your second year. And then we finished seventh um, in round twenty-three, and we we're sort of the underdogs throughout the whole final series. Um, no one expected us to beat West Coast over there in the elimination final, and we did. And then it just went from there. Uh, we sort of just built the belief, and week week in, week out, we just got better and better, and considering when I look back at it, we had a, quite a young side at the time, so we weren't really expected to go the whole way, um, and I think that really drove us to prove everyone wrong, and in the end, we end up playing on the big day and getting a win.
2: Now, the most important part about any flag is the kick-ons. How long did it last? How much of it do you remember? And what stories can you share with us without getting anyone in trouble?
3: Uh, oh, for me, the kick-ons were about two weeks. <laughs> um, probably only had two days off. Uh, one day, I was in pretty bad way. Um, was throwing up blood, so that's why I said, oh, we'll probably should have a day off get myself back to normal. Um, But, yeah, uh, stories-wise, yeah, I can't share any of them. They're all too detailed for you, boys. (laughs) (laughs) But all I can say is um, I know a lot of blokes spent three days in the same clothes and I can remember a couple of them realising that they need to piss and just decided to piss themselves at the table. (laughs) <laughs> um, so <laughs> You can take that With what you want But that's all I'm going to give
1: you Alright Well there's actually um, This isn't about The doggies But uh, when West Coast Won their flag Apparently Mark Lecrae Was going up Into bars And saying You know He didn't have his card And he was just Showing his premiership Medal to try and Buy drinks Did you or any Of the other boys Try that manoeuvre On barman Or even some of The single ladies At the clubs You reckon
3: Um I know personally, I did it the night of um, to try and get free drinks, and it worked all night. So that was a bonus. <laughs> um, I know, I know a couple of boys definitely used it from the week coming. Almost guaranteed, just absolutely deep. But I can't, I haven't got correct sources yet. Um, <laughs> there's definitely a few boys that would have used it if you can get free drinks. Why not?
1: Absolutely. Well, Cords, that, that's all we've got for you, mate. it's great to get you on and have a yarn to you. Can't wait to see how the uh, doggies go for the rest of the year. It's looking like a good year, and hopefully, uh, you can have some more stories at the end of this season that you can't tell us about on air. <laughs> yeah,
3: there's, there's too many pioneers on this, but we'll be able to sit down, chat, to chat, I might be able to let go a few more stories. But uh, once again, thanks for having me on, boys.
1: Oh, too easy. Cheers for that, Cords.
3: Nice, no boys. Have a good one.
1: Yes, thank you, Zane. Thank you, everyone. It was a great conversation with him. Thank you for everyone that's listened to this far in. Uh, thank you to the sponsors, as always. Thank you, Matthew, for being here. Thank you to the ninety-one point three support FM. Uh, but next week, big week, should have an in-studio guest, in guest. Huge. Um, so I'm quite excited for that. The uh, the home studio at my sister's. Shout out to my sister. Um, big ups, everyone. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.
0: Thanks for tuning in, team. I hope you enjoyed the genius that just took place. Make sure you're following the footy yarn on Instagram and subscribed on YouTube to keep up with all the
3: latest podcasts and videos. See you next week, and remember, love your footy.